Another edition of Meet Me at Mutual. I'm your host, Daniel Shopdoff, C70 the Bat at C70 on Twitter. Uh, Alan still out, still doing the baseball thing, although I think the season is ramping up. He actually got a chance. Like, rain has messed with them quite a bit. I know he was talking about them maybe making, I think, playoff games this weekend, but last weekend did get to go play in the Tulsa Driller Stadium with his team and had a had a good day. Um, so hopefully I'm still hoping here in a couple weeks, we'll get him back in the saddle. But until then this week, we've got Russ Robinson from Redbird Ranch. You'll find him FRR Robinson at FRR Robinson at, at 1958, 1957, 1957. Yeah. 1957. Um, on Twitter. Um, Russ, how are you tonight? Well, I'm doing fine, Daniel. I was, you know, going to try to hang in there with game time. As long as I can, I'm not a, I'm not a late, uh, late night person, but I'm going to try to get through the first few innings before I go to bed. Yeah, yeah. These, uh, like we were talking before the show, these late night games out on the West Coast have a little bit of a novelty effect of oh, it's kind of neat, but then they also can wear on you pretty quickly. At least you know, yeah. at least on Saturday, maybe you could sleep in in the morning and stay, stay up a little right. bit later, but. You know, on a work day when you've been, you've had to do the yeah. whole thing, uh, making it to the ninth is is not likely to happen. Right, right, right. And hopefully, much like last night, we don't have to make it to the ninth. Last night was a a good, good solid game, and we'll get into maybe a resurgent offense. I don't know. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But first, we'll talk yeah. about today's news. It's fairly minimal news, although it sounded a little bit scary when it first came out. Adam Wainwright goes on the IL, which is like everybody goes, what are you doing? Until they find out it's the COVID IL. He's got no symptoms. I mean, my feeling is he's probably not even going to miss a start. What do you think? Yeah, I don't think so either. I think he'll – I see he he was the pitcher in the 10 to nothing game. Was that the other night, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, So it was two nights ago. Uh, yeah, I think he'll be. I think he'll be ready to go. I think uh, they certainly can't afford to skip him, but uh, I, I think he'll be ready to go. Yeah, I mean he doesn't. He doesn't pitch. I mean they get the off day on Monday, um, so he would his start wouldn't be till Tuesday anyway. And, Tuesday. Okay. Yeah, and at worst case, you know, you know maybe you know whenever he's ready to come off, he'll he'll probably pitch and they'll kind of bump everybody around that. But um, but yeah, it's still a little bit weird. It does help. Um, Steven Matz comes off the bereavement list and so they didn't have to make another roster move at least. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, they're set up for Hicks tonight. Is that right? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hicks will go tonight. And I mean, we've, we've seen Hicks, Hicks is (laughs) a little bit snake bit. Um, well, I think one because of his injury history, but you know, this year, Rainouts early on kept him from starting, and no. then he hooked the the liner off his wrist that, that shortened an outing. Do you think he gets through at least four innings tonight, maybe even into the fifth? Uh, I don't think he'll get in the fifth, Daniel. I don't have that much confidence he's ready to be stretched out that much. I'm concerned about the uh, – you know, I know we're going to talk about some other things. We're going to talk about a shortstop before too much longer <laughs> than we're talking about, but <clears> – <throat> My concern is the the lack of depth in the rotation, especially after you get past the top four. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're I'm afraid they're going to wear out the bullpen. You know, with the you know with Hicks going three innings, we know Mats is probably not good for much more than five. 
uh, you know, Wainwright can give you seven. And uh, Nicholas, you know, he's looking good right now, although he only went five and two-thirds last night. Uh, I, I'm just concerned. I, I feel like that's the time bomb that that's uh, that could blow up on them if they have an injury, you know, other than just a COVID scare. Mm-hmm. Or if they have, uh, you know, until they get – I feel like they're gambling until they feel like they can either get Flaherty back or they can get Libertor ready. I, you know, I just I – just, you know, so I don't have a lot of confidence that Hicks is going to get five innings tonight. I'll be surprised that he does. I, yeah, I mean that's fair. Um, I think that, of course, you know they continue to add to his count, so he'll probably right. be what seventy-five, eighty pitches tonight. Right. Um, and at eighty pitches, you have to be pretty efficient to get through five innings. I mean, yeah, uh, that's that's you know basically not walking anybody, not striking out anybody, right. you know that kind of thing. So. Yeah, he, he might not quite get there. I'm hoping that he'll continue to develop and and not take a burden on this bullpen. You know that that being said, you know so far uh, it's kind of a little bit like I guess what last year, right? Although you yeah. know early on the the bullpen took a lot of innings because the starters mm-hmm. weren't good, and then they kind of bit the dust in like you know May, um, May or mm-hmm. June. Um, mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's quite that bad, though, this year, because we have had a lot of games. You know, Michaelis going six or seven, Wainwright going mm-hmm. pretty deep. Um, and it feels like, you know, there's just more arms. I don't know. Obviously not. Well, there has been more arms, right? I mean, you know, until last right. week there was, a, right. you know, a couple extra. Um, yeah. And because it feels like, you know, some of these guys we just haven't seen all that much yet. So hopefully between that and, you know, judicious use, these arms aren't going to fall apart on us. Yeah, I mean, it's going to take some, uh, I guess, like you said, judicious use by Ollie to, mm-hmm. to make sure these arms don't come apart. Um, you know, that's, I, 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 you know, Hicks, you know, I'd like to see him be in the rotation. I'd like to see him this work out. But, uh, you know, I just don't know if there's enough time to do it before they, before, before the bullpen starts wearing down. Now, if they can get, I know they're trying to build up Hudson, mm-hmm. you know, get him back. And if they can do, I have more confidence he can get back to maybe the six inning pitcher that we hope he will be. Uh, I don't have that much, you know, I just don't expect that much that Matt's is going to be much more than five, five innings. So, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, Ollie can manage it uh, till, till some of this stuff, till some of them get built up. I know it sounds like that Flaherty's a long way off to me. The last thing I saw, I don't see him coming back. You know, maybe, you know, they're talking about not even a bullpen session's a ways away, aren't they? Yeah, he started, I mean, quickly do a search because they just had some news about him today. But oh. um, let me see, exact. I want to see exactly what they were saying that the, he was doing. But, uh, oh, yeah, he started his first bullpen tomorrow. tomorrow. But... You know, Marmol says it's a pretty a pretty lengthy progression is the quote from Katie Wu. Um, right. So yeah, that kind of sounds like you know they're, he's throwing two or three bullpens at least, then probably a minor league rehab of something like that. You're looking at, I mean, I don't think you'll see him back before June at this rate, right? No, no I don't think so. I'd be uh, if he gets back by early June would be great. I don't know, but uh, yeah. June the earliest I would think you know providing there's no setbacks or anything like that right which I mean you never you never can be sure um pull it out, I wanted to look at Jordan Hicks's pitch numbers 27 35 46 42 uh, I think that was that was the game he was hit and then 62 63 last time out so yeah I think okay 80s probably reasonable for tonight I haven't seen that yeah. they've got him you know listed as what they expect out of him but um, but it's just, you know, and it's, it's about being efficient and that's what we, right. and that's my issue. It's always been my issue with Dakota Hudson is I don't know if he can get past, you know, going very deep into games because he's tends to, you know, tends to walk too many people. Yeah. Um, yeah. so let's, I'm going to look at his line right here. You know, he's 18 strikeouts to 11 walk, 11, you know, that's a walk every, basically one every two innings. Uh, yeah. so yeah whip at 1.2 which is not 
terrible, but you know, it's you know, you give up a walk, you give up a hit, and you know, all of a sudden you're in trouble. And he doesn't have the strikeouts to get away with it. No, um, no. So, um, well, yeah, yeah. That's um, I hate. Uh, yeah, you know, that, that's what worries me is that you know, there's just not much flexibility in the rotation mm-hmm. right now. Uh, and if uh, hopefully one of those guys won't go down with a with a serious injury uh, before we get. You know, Flaherty back. Right. I don't know if Levator, I've been kind of following his progress. And I don't know they're, you know, he's doing better. He's He looks like he's doing fairly well in Memphis. I, mm-hmm. I don't know if they're, if they're if they, I guess if someone got hurt, they'd probably bring him up, I would guess. I don't know. I mean, it's, a, it's an interesting question. It depends on, of course, depends on who's hurt and how long. Mm-hmm. I mean, Johan Oviedo is still on the 40-man roster. Um, mm-hmm. Which might be enough to get him the edge over Libertor here. Um, I know Libertor's had a, a fairly good start to the year, um, but I bet you know path of least resistance. They probably go with Oviedo, although, and I know Oviedo is pitching tonight. I don't know exactly how he has done. I'd have to look, but you know he does have the experience of being in the big leagues. Um, right. so I, I think that they would go there. Yeah. That depth is not just extensive. Now on the flip side of that, you know, mm-hmm. if the starters stay healthy and then Jack Flaherty comes back, you've got six starters and I don't know what you do then. Um, yeah. you know, especially if Hicks is stretched out, but it feels like that's not going to happen, right? I mean, by the time Flaherty gets back, something else is going to go wrong. Yeah, I could. You know, it would probably, when Flaherty comes back, he's not going to be pitching, you know, the first time, first few times out, he's not going to be pitching seven innings or anything right. like that, I don't think. They're probably going to keep a close eye on him. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's just it's just one of those things that's concerning to me, Daniel, that, uh, uh, that the pitching staff, these first getting through these first couple of months so you, you know uh, without anything terrible happening and keeping the bullpen fresh you know it does help that there are some longer relief guys in the bullpen you know mm-hmm. we've seen Andre Palante throw two or so innings um, you know if of course Drew Verhagen is out right now but he's a guy that could go a couple innings in theory um, we saw before he was designated for assignment, um, Aaron Brooks takes some multiple inning outings. Right. Um, yeah, you know, there are guys that if a guy, if a starter goes four, you can cover to the seventh without having to just run through everybody, which is, which is helpful to, to kind of right. keep, minimize this stuff. Right. Right. Well, so far he's been able to find, uh, when he has had to go to the bullpen, he's been able to find the guys that can give him some, some out of the bullpen who can give him some innings, mm-hmm. you know, and go more than just, you know, one inning or one or whatever. You know, I know I forgot the game it was. He got two or three innings out of one of the bullpen guys. So, I mean, you know, so far, Marmel, Ollie's doing a, uh, I think he's doing a good job handling everything. Yeah, you know? I, I've been. I mean, it's hard to know, you know, what a manager has, especially these days, right? I mean, how much, how much is a manager? How much is a front office pointing the manager in the right direction? But, right. you know, I don't feel like there is a Matt Bowman on this team. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a guy that he's going to go to every time out, no matter what. Um, right. And and Schilt had had some of that too with with some of these big guys. You know, you just you're going to use them because you have, you know, and we've seen a a willingness to be flexible with the lineup and Mm -hmm. not necessarily just lock into something that's maybe not working or changing it up, depending on the picture that they're facing. Um, I thought that was very interesting. Something that I swear we haven't seen in a number of years. Um, The game earlier this week, Yadier Molina was scratched after the lineup came out and they put Mm -hmm. in Kisner, which, okay. But they didn't just slide him right in where Abelita was. You know, they changed the lineup a little bit and moved him up to, I think they let Batty Kisner sixth instead of seventh instead of Abelita. You know, there's yeah. been, I mean, Schilt did it and um, Matheny did it. 
you know, if somebody was out, especially like it's last second, they just slid that guy in. I mean, that's we had Matt Carpenter hit third, right? Because he was replacing right. Paul Goldschmidt, you know, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like, well, it's not quite the same thing. No, uh, no. But so we've seen that kind of willingness to be flexible, plus the fact that that Stephen uh, Andrew Kisner has made more starts so far than you know, probably three years worth of backup catchers behind Yadier Molina. Right, no. um, right, right. So, you know, and it's, it's, it's kind of refreshing to hear that they're going to, that finally a, a manager of the Cardinals said, you know, we're going to use, you know, he said we're going to use Kisner, mm-hmm. you know, and we're going to, you know, use him a lot and, you know, Yadier's in agreement with it and everything like that. We've heard that in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Remember Tony Cruz? <laughs> you can list you know, off. They were always going to use him more than they did, and, they, and then uh, they never really did until Yachty got hurt. And then when the Yachty got hurt, they went out and picked up another catcher on the waiver line and okay. used him instead. So, I mean, you know, that's uh, – so it is refreshing that that, uh, that they've uh, – they seem to be committed to uh, – to trying it, you know, anyway. Yeah, they, they seem to be, and, and they've done on – a really good job of that. Yeah, I mean, you know, you think about that, you know, Matt Weeders was going to be the, you know, this back, bench bat that you could use. And they did hit him occasionally, but uh, for the most yeah. part, that backup catcher just sits. And they've not done that this year. Now, it helps that Yadier Molina hasn't come roaring out of the gate either, I'm sure. But um, right. still, to be able to, you know, get Kisner enough time, because that's going to be important next year. I mean, with yeah. with Melina finally going, um, that's going to be a big deal. Right, it is. I mean, because we don't uh, in the, uh, the the young guy, and I guess he's in Memphis now. Uh, Herrera. Herrera, yeah, yeah. I guess he's in Memphis now. I mean, you know, uh, I know that's who they're looking toward to to eventually inherit the position, but we don't know that he'll be ready next year. I mean, you know, they'd hope he will be, but. Uh, Looks like Kisner. They need to find out what they've got in Kisner. Looks like they're trying to. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's. I mean, even if Herrera is ready, I mean, there's a good chance of them splitting time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that would be unheard of for those two guys to you know split some time. Um, mm-hmm. Herrera's done pretty well so far at, at Memphis this year. Looking at it, two seventy five, two homers um, in fourteen games. So reasonable but again you're right you don't know and that we've had this discussion a lot this week with you know nolan gorman how much do these translate you know immediately i mean at some point in time yeah but you know a lot of these guys they it takes them a while to get adjusted so if you're able to you know split time with herrera and kisner next year i don't think that's the worst thing for either one of them no no i, I don't think so either you know so but I'm glad uh, I'm glad to see Kisner's. You know he's doing well. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's not hurting them at the at the plate. Uh, you know, and uh, I you know judging from what I've seen so far, he's handling the uh, the defensive part of it seems like pretty well. You know I don't see Gold Glove yet, but you know he's he's not he's not hurting them when he's out there. Hasn't seemed to, and mm-hmm. especially you know. I know he's got big shoes to fill with Yachty, but, you know, mm-hmm. Yachty's defense has slipped over the last couple of years as well. So, you know, right, right. Um, it's not as big of a gap as it used to be. Right, right. So, That's right. Um, and talking about guys that have struggled, and before we get to, yeah, Paul DeYoung, but let's talk about the outfield a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. all three of those guys, you know, we, we came into the season thinking this was just the outfield and this is going to be all great. And all three of these right. guys have really scuffled. Now, the last couple of days, we've seen Tyler O'Neill with, you know, I think a couple of home runs, had a triple, some RBI base hits. It looks like he's starting to come around. When you're watching him, do you think that that's the case? Do you think that he's yeah. about to make it? Yeah. yeah, I think he's being to come around. I just felt like it's just a matter of time for Tyler O'Neill. Um, you know, and Bader, I think what Bader – does gives us is what I mean Bader's going to be Bader he's if we can get 250 out of him at the plate mm-hmm. uh, you know I think that's fine with me I don't know you know 240 I guess because he's so his defense is so I think I feel like with that outfield it's so imperative to have him out there 
Uh, Dylan Carlson's the one that I, I'm, I'm, you know, he looks like the last couple of two, three games, he's, he's getting better. It looks like he's gotten some hits. So, uh, you know, you know, I, 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 I had more confidence right now in O'Neill than I do in Carlson, but I, mm-hmm. you know, that's just, I just feel like O'Neill's, O'Neill's already proven that he can, he can do it. And, you know, they started off in a slump. Goldsmith was hitting, was in a slump right, for a while. Right. Slow. We know he's going to come around. So I, I, I feel like O'Neill's coming around. I think, you know, he'll be, he'll be fine. Uh, it's Carlson. I'm keeping my eye on. Yeah, that's right. It does Carlson. Let's see this month so far is hitting 286, you know, four hits, 14 at bats, um, with a couple of doubles. It feels like he, yeah, feel. I mean, he's not quite there yet. I mean, and I think he's out of the lineup tonight. But it feels like he, he might, you know, you look at that and you could see some optimism there as well. Um, you know, I think it's, I don't, I don't know that it's related, but, you know, Tyler O'Neill had his uh, arbitration case today. They, I think they presented, I, I don't, I don't think I saw any results of that. So maybe they'll announce it tomorrow i thought those were pretty much almost instantaneous but i guess you know it's a weird year so who knows um but you know anyway i I wonder if he you know some of that i mean i know he said he wasn't gonna let it bother him and worry him and and i feel like tyler neal's a guy that could probably put that out of mind a little bit but you know maybe it did bother him some and he finally got to the point where it was pretty much over and now he's able to concentrate on you know just just baseball not worried about you know, maybe trying to do a little too much or being pressured to have good numbers right. when he went in. Um, you know, maybe that's part of it. I, I don't know that there's a connection, but it is interesting that he's starting to heat up now that this case is is finally over. Right, right. And of course, we know across baseball, yeah, a lot of teams are struggling, and maybe they're trying to figure out uh, trying to figure out this baseball. It's cold weather, cooler weather, and hitters just don't hit as well in cooler weather. So, uh, you know, they, they're warming up, you know, I don't know what it's going to be like in, I see they're in, they're in California. This, this, well, I don't yeah. know where they're going. Are they going to be St. Louis next week? Yeah. They go back to St. Louis. Um, they've got the Orioles on Tuesday for three and then they get the giants in town for four, for okay. Well, I'm starting to say down here about five hours South of St. Louis, it's going to be the nineties next week. Yeah. They're yeah. That's yeah. Uh... So maybe it's in St. Louis, maybe they'll have that warmer weather that'll help those guys out. Hopefully so. Although, you know, Bush Stadium's not a, not conducive to that too much anyway, but, uh, and they have run into some good pitching. I don't, I don't want to, you know, I mean, some they make pitching look good too, but you right. know, they split against the Diamondbacks and the Diamondbacks are a team that are kind of struggling offensively, but, or they were at least, um, but they have yeah. a pretty good pitching staff. I mean, they and they, right. you know, they're going to win some games two to one and, and things of that nature. And that's, you know, what we saw. Uh, mm-hmm. The Cardinals beat up on them that first game, but after that, you know, kind of ran into that. Um, you know, and I know it's Kansas City, but you know, they, the one game that one of the games they, I guess, the one game they lost against Kansas City was the Zach Greinke game. I mean, it's a, right. a good pitcher. Um, right. Maybe not what he used to be, but he's still pretty good. Um, right. Yeah, they're going to run into some of that as long as they can beat up on the weaker pitchers, like they did against what Bubik, um, and yes. then what they did against you know the the basically the Giants bullpen last night. Um, mm-hmm. If if they can do some of that kind of damage and then just kind of hold their own against the the better pitchers, then I think they'll be okay. Yeah, you know they held their own pretty well against. Milwaukee, they split that series. Right, they went out right. a four game series and they split it. You know, and Milwaukee's got great pitching, so you know, uh, uh, so yeah, you know, uh, I think in the long haul, this this team, uh, the bats, will be there. You know, mm-hmm. I just think there's, you know, we're seeing what Edmonds doing now. It looks like he's he's uh, he's come around. He's going to be a, a, a leadoff man. I was thinking, man, they should probably give Bader a shot at it, but. Edmonds is doing such a good job and he's, he's come around on it. And, uh, you got Goldsmith, you got Arenado. And I just think O'Neill and Carlson will, I think that, that for the most part, that lineup's going to come around, you know? Yeah. So. That lineup is, I mean, it's just notably different just with, just with O'Neill warming up because, 
uh, you know, Arenado's been you know player of the month in April and hasn't really just necessarily cooled off too much in 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 May. Goldschmidt hitting, but you put O'Neill right there in the middle of that, and of course Edmund's been getting on base. That's a top four that'll that'll do some damage, and then so anything that comes out of you know the rest of that lineup is almost a little bit of a bonus. Right, right, I think so, and uh, that's uh, you know, uh, of course I'd like to see them get the figure out their DH where they could get more production out of that than what they've been getting. Because uh, I think that's the whole point of the designated hitter, to have a good hitter that, you know, uh, have an extra good hitter there in your lineup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's, and I mentioned it in a post this week, and I'm going to pull it up just to double check and see what, what it actually has been. But, you know, after those first couple of days, couple you know, that first week or so with Albert, um, it really just feels like he's kind of kind of settling into the the player that we thought he was going to be not that you know one that kind of all of a sudden gave us hope for a resurgence um you know since april 21st he's played in eight games six starts and he's two for 22 um you know that's gonna happen and you and you hope that he turns it around um but it's a it's a little bit like um, of course, you know, he's also played against righty and hit against righties more often than I think we thought he was going to as well. Right. Right. That was, they've used him a lot more than we thought they mm-hmm. they would use him. Uh, is Yep, I was trying to pull up the lineup, Daniel. Is Yep, is, in the, is he in the lineup tonight? Let me double check. I assume he is because I feel like he's yeah, gonna, a guy they're going to play yeah, pretty much regular. He's so. a D8. That's okay. what the one he's the DH tonight. So he's hot. They, you know, they're playing mm-hmm. their hot hand. They're not, they're going with him. So. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, we don't know how long Yepes is going to stay up. Um, it's going to, uh, you know, Edmundo Sosa is on the COVID IL. He mm-hmm. can come off at any time. You know, it's possible Yepes could go back then. It's possible that maybe they just send down Brendan Donovan instead if he's if Yepes is sitting. And so far, he has not looked overmatched by being mm. in St. Louis. Um, no. You know, his first couple hits were kind of bloops, and but he had a nice opposite field single last night that drove in runs, and he's had two hits in both games. Um, you know, I think you got to keep him out there, especially when there's part of this lineup just isn't, isn't clicking. You hopefully get him out there and, and see how that goes. Yeah, yeah exactly. And they've got, I see they got Dickerson in right field tonight. Mm-hmm. You said, you said, uh, Carlson wasn't, wasn't, was, was setting tonight. So Dickerson. So, uh, yeah, they've, uh, I'm glad they're, you know, they're playing the hot, Ollie's playing the hot hand. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad to see him doing that, you know, um, they don't have to be. They don't have to be married to one person. The DH, right now, you know, right. As someone who's hot, they can, they can go with it. Yeah, I think that's, and I think that's what they want to do with the DH. <laughs> you know, we talked this off season about, um, we talked about them getting a big bat or something like that for that DH spot. Um, mm-hmm. But they really want to rotate that thing. I think. Um, you know, and to be able to give guys days off, like you said, play the hot hand, you know, mm-hmm. play matchups, things of mm-hmm. that nature. And you can't do that if you've locked, you know, $20 million into that spot. Um, that a guy right. that can only do that. Right. So, yeah, right. right. So, yeah, um, yeah, and it's pretty, you know, it's pretty apparent that the rotation is what they plan to go with. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they've, uh, so, you know, we'll see. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see when Sosa comes back what happens. Uh, that's that's just uh, what move they make, what they decide to do. You know, I, I think I think uh, and I would expect him back any day now. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, from what I understood when he went on the IL, that um, he wasn't showing any s- symptoms. I don't think. Well, no, I guess maybe he was. He might have been a little bit sick, but. Um, you know, he's going to wait for those negative tests and things of that nature, right. which is what, you know, what's going to keep Adam Wayne right off. Uh, I'm a little bit surprised we just haven't heard anything, but I mentioned he's back in St. Louis. He probably didn't, you know, he didn't make the trip. Um, sure. And we'll probably hear, you know, he could be, 
could be that he's activated on Tuesday before the game with the right. Orioles uh, when they get back and had a chance to see. Right. Um, when he does come back, and I know he hasn't necessarily lit the world on fire. Um, let me see what he's hitting right now. But it does feel like we're getting to the point where they've got to figure out something about um, about Paul DeYoung, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, I know everybody has talked about Paul DeYoung all week long, not right. longer, and you know we've got to got to touch on that. Um, yeah, I mean Sosa's not hitting great because he's hitting 160 on the year too, right. so it's not like you just automatically right. give him the spot, but. Boy, you know, you know when when uh, you know Mo's coming out and saying, you know, we kind of need to see some production. That's uh, I think that's. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to ditch him anytime soon because there's not a real clear option right now. I know that there's the the idea is to try to move Tommy Edmond over to shortstop, and maybe that's what happens. But I just I don't know how much longer they can keep this up because we're not, I don't think there's a whole lot of any underlying numbers that show that, you know, something's going to change. Right. You know, but I'm sure when the season started, if you'd ask the Cardinals, if you could have gotten to say, you know, what, what would you want to see the young hitting by early May? I, I don't think they said, well, we will be patient if he's hitting below 200. Mm -hmm. I think, I think, you know, he would jump, uh, he would jump on this and you know, it's one nineteen right now. He's hitting one nineteen. So it's 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 hard to say how much longer they're gonna be patient. The only thing I was thinking about, uh, Daniel about the young and uh, you know, I've saw people debating this today on um, you know, some of the Facebook groups I belong to or on Twitter. And you know, what happened you know that defense is really elite with mm-hmm. the young I mean, he, you know, last night they, I think he was part of a key double play. I mean, he's not the go, he's not the go Glover, but he sure fits in well with the rest of that defense. And if you move up, uh, if you move out the young and you move Edmund over and you put Gorman at second, how much is that elite defense is going to kind of go away? I mean, is is Edmund going to be as comfortable and short as he obviously is at second? And what's it worth to the Cardinals to move him out, uh, move the young out? I mean, is it going to be – are they going to lose more defense than they're going to be gaining on uh, on 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 hits or batting average? Because uh, we don't know what Gorman can do when he comes up. He's striking out a lot in AAA. I mean, he's looking mm-hmm. good in AAA. I mean, uh, you're going to be giving up – you're going to be giving up defense for – offense right and uh, you've got a pitching staff that's designed the pitching staff you guess that's that's designed for ground balls so you need that defense so at what point that's just kind of my question you know i mean what what has to uh you know if let's say if o'neill and carlson start hitting mm-hmm. and that dh spot starts getting better then what difference does it make if on if, if the young it's really not hitting, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, I remember when they brought up Yachty mm-hmm. back in the day, and he couldn't hit a lick, and La Russa said, well, that really doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> of course, on that team he was on, they had yeah. so many hitters. <laughs> that was the MVP three, uh, MV3 years. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he didn't have to worry about it. I mean, he, it really didn't matter, and La Russa said that. So I'm not saying that we shouldn't worry about the young hitting 119. <laughs> I'm just wondering, you know, what what are you willing to give up to get a better hitter there? What are you willing to give up on defense? Yeah. And could we be – would it be okay if Carlson started hitting, O'Neal started hitting, and the DH, they got more out of the DH, then do you really care what the young hits? I mean, you know? I mean, I mean, there's always – good. I mean, if everybody's hitting and he's not, then that's easier to complain about him. So there is that. Um, right. But, yeah, it's the same thing. We we talked about it with Colton Wong when he was, you know, back in the days when Colton couldn't seem to catch a break and, you know, have to get sent back down to Memphis or Mark Ellis would right. play in front of him. It was in part because, yeah, the glove played 
Um, but the rest of the lineup wasn't strong enough to carry his bat um, hmm. while well, he tried to figure it out. And I think that you're right. If if everybody starts going, um, you could de- you you can swallow Paul DeYoung a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. You know that being said, you know there's a lot of you know troubling signs just looking at him as a as a ball player in general, and you know. You know, maybe that's a spot where you look to upgrade at the trade deadline or something of that nature. Uh, obviously, you're right. The defense is good. He's, I think I saw he was leading the league or tied for the league lead in defensive runs saved at shortstop. Um, right. So he's he's obviously, and you're, and that's, and that is big. I mean, you're right. Ground ball pitchers. I mean, Dakota Hudson, right. if Dakota Hudson doesn't have a good defense behind him, it's, it's going to get ugly quick, I think. I mean, you right. know, again, I've just, he's, yeah. Him more than anybody else, but I mean Wainwright needs that as well and things of that nature. But I think Hudson especially, and, and somewhat Hicks because he's Hicks is trying to get that those ground balls as well. But um, all it takes is you know one or two balls, not you know not being missed, but or, or or errors or anything like that, but just not the range to be able to get them or not to be able to make that pick or play or whatever, or just being slightly slow on a throw. Um, mm-hmm. you're, you're right, I. I I know that some people will are kind of writing that off as why, you know, for instance, why are we not worried about Juan Yepes's defense in right field, you know, because he never played right, right field and, and then they immediately get stuck out there. Um, <laughs> and, and, yeah. I, and I think there's, there's some comparison there, but it's also, look, outfield defense is good. It's important, but you've got, you know, Harrison Bader, that can cover a lot of ground. You've got Tyler O'Neill, you can position. And, yeah, wow. Pence can catch the ball. You know, plus this team is, you know, designed for the ground balls. You know, right. you know, fly right. balls are probably, you know, yeah. Is there, there going to be a ball in the gap that you're going to like, man, you know, Dylan Carlson would have got that and Yepes was right. anywhere close. Right. Sure, but I think that's less likely than balls hit to short that are misplayed or just the play's not made. Um, right. and, and cost a little bit more, but I mean, you can't, yeah, yeah. I know Tony LaRusso used to say that Yadi Molina could hit zero and still play, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I just don't know that that's actually true. You know, I mean, there's, there's, there's gotta be some sort of level of, and, and again, I was listening to, uh, the, uh, the talking about birds podcast today and they're like, you know, if he's hitting 200 with seven or eight home runs right now, then you're probably not worried about it. You just, you, you, right. at least you're getting power plus the defense. But right, right now, I mean, it's close to an automatic out. Um, I don't know yeah. that there's, I mean, I don't feel like, he, like last year where he got two strikes, he automatically struck out. I don't necessarily feel like he's necessarily there, but I also don't know that he can ever do damage. I wrote about it in the blog today, but last night, you know, runners on second and third, and he's got a 2-0 count. You know, that's where he's got to be able to do something, right? I mean, they got to come after him. And they threw him a changeup, which was a little bit surprising. I figured they'd do a fastball, but, uh, and he just hits a little topper, you know, back to the pitcher. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, I guess there's runners on first and second. And so he moved the runners over, but, and, and Edmund cleaned it up and got back and drove him in, but, Still, it was like if you're not going to be able to get come up with something there, when are you going to be able to come up with something? Right. I, yeah, you know, and uh, I was thinking you saying about uh, Larusa and Yachty, mm-hmm. and you're exactly right. Larusa was saying that probably to keep the pressure off Yachty. Yeah. And eventually, Yachty became a decent hitter. In oh his yeah. Prime. He was a decent hitter. He worked at it. Uh, this should be the Young's prime. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Should be past the young young guy I just brought up. We should be it should be getting more out of it. There's no doubt about it. And one nineteen's pathetic even this early in the season. Uh, this sounds like where Carpenter was going last year. You know, they were supposed to be better. He was supposed to be getting better, and he didn't. So this doesn't sound good. But you know, the Youngs uh, to me, the Youngs a better defensive player than Carpenter was. He's more valuable to that team in the mm, defense. Sure. Uh, than Carpenter ever was. So, you know, I go back and forth on it, Daniel. I mean, I, you know, someone will say to me, 
well, you know, God, the guy's, guy's terrible, you know, at the plate. Now, you know, I can't argue with that. It doesn't look yeah. like he's getting any better. So, you know, I just, um, yeah, it's a, I guess that's something that they're way, and I'm sure Ollie and, and, uh, is smarter than I am, and he's probably weighing that too. And I'm sure that the Cardinal organization is weighing that too, you know, how, how much leeway should we give the young, even though the def- that, uh, infield is elite. I think it's elite infield. Uh, and he's a key part of it. You know, how, how, how long can we go with him just hitting 117, 119, 130 or whatever? You know, I mean, can we go? It's a tough call. Uh, you know, it's a tough call. And I, you know, so, you know, I probably the analytics people could probably put a number to it and find out at what point does, uh, yeah, does probably. it. Does it? Does it? We have to get our friend Ben Caruti on this and tell us, you know, what, 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 <laughs> you know, what point does it become a plus, become a minus to have the young out there at all, you know? Yeah, it, it's very interesting, and if you look at his, you know, what he's being thrown, because last year, you know, on fastballs, he hit, he had twelve of his home runs, he hit two sixty three, he slugged over five hundred. He's a pretty decent mm-hmm. player on fastballs, but he couldn't mm-hmm. hit breaking stuff to save his life. Well, this year uh-huh. he's getting, well, if you look at his pitch break, you know, fastballs, he's getting fastballs 46% of the time. He's getting breaking balls 39% of the time. I mean, people are throwing him a lot more, you know, breaking stuff and he's not hitting it. He's not hitting the fastballs either when he gets them. But, you know, I, if that's the case, I mean, soon he won't see a fastball at all. Yeah. And he's not no. making those adjustments. It doesn't look like, um, uh-huh. I'm looking 2020 kind of the same thing. Hit 300 on fastballs, hit 200, um, on breaking pitches. Um, you know, t- 2019. I mean, it's, I mean, you have to go back to 2018 to really get 2017, 2018. He was hitting those breaking pitches, but he hasn't hit much of that. And the, the league has figured it out. And I don't know what adjustments he's not made or, you know, cause he had such a good spring. We thought, okay, you know, cause we hear, you heard the stories all winter. He's working on it. Yeah. He's making the changes. He's breaking it all down. He's going to, you know, the swing places and blah, 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 blah. And, and he comes out and have a good spring, and you think, well, okay, maybe he's made some significant changes or whatever. And it's, I mean, as soon as, as soon as Cactus or Dragfruit League was over, it just stopped. And yeah. it's yeah. really hard to see. It's not like what Matt Carpenter of 2018, where they're like, he started off so slow, and everybody's like, but he's hitting the ball hard. He's just having some bad mm-hmm. luck. It's going to come, and he, you know, we had the MVP run. Um, yeah. there's just nothing that I see it. I'm very, very basic on this. I, you know, I don't, but I don't see anything that really indicates that Paul DeYoung's, you know, just waiting on something to come around. I, I just, it looks like he's yeah. going to have to do something and I don't know what that is to become even a passable major league hitter. Well, I'm sure he's feeling the pressure, sure, you know, and get off to a good start, and that might be building. It might be getting worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, only thing I can think of that would maybe help him would be if he just the pressure was off, that people weren't paying so much attention to him anymore, and they were focusing on, you know, God, how good that offense is, you know. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and, and, and so they they've had this drought. They've mm-hmm. had these droughts, you know, where they didn't, well, you know, was. They scored a one. We won one game. What one to nothing? Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so that puts a lot of focus on him, even though the others were contributing to that drought. Right, know? right. Well, you know, and I don't know. You, we mentioned Matt Carpenter. I happened to wanted to go look and see what he was doing because you know he didn't make the team. Didn't make the Rangers out of spring. Mm-hmm. Went to double triple A to try to prove himself, I think, to some degree. You know, he's hitting 226 at, at triple-A. He's got a couple of home runs. He's slugging 450, so maybe not quite the, you know, crater that we saw out of out of him the last couple of years, but this is at triple-A. You know, I mean, he's 
it just, I mean, he just doesn't feel like he's going to, and it kind of feels like Paul Young followed, kind of stepped off the same cliff, right? That he just, you know, maybe it would be interesting to, I know there's an article, I haven't read it, but I see the headline, I think of, I think Jeff Gordon on the Post-Dispatch talk about, you know, sending him to Memphis. You know, maybe that, you know, maybe that's a wake-up call. Maybe it's a situation where you'd send him down there for a couple of weeks and see if he can, you know, find his stroke in a less intense environment. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what you do. And I think the Cardinals don't know what you do. Yeah. You know, he, they, they, you know, when all else fails, they've, uh, you know, they can go with Sosa for a while. They can mm-hmm. try that experiment. They won't really want to keep, uh, you know, DeYoung uh, on the roster, or on the team. They could try that experiment, just move Sosa in there. Sosa can handle the shortstop position. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, everyday play might do him some good as far with his batting average. I don't know. But anyway, last year we saw how well he seemed to handle things when DeYoung wasn't there. So it's an experiment they might try. I wouldn't – I might be – you know, if I was in their shoes, I might be willing to try that just to see that I could jumpstart them in some way, you know, yeah. get them get his confidence built back up. Yeah, I think if you do that, you just let Donovan play second base for a while because as much as you'd want to bring up Gorman, you bring up Gorman, he's, it's kind of like Dylan Carlson. You, you kind of bring him up to keep him up, right? You know, I mean, you, you could go back down, but it just feels like, you know, if he comes up, you're not, you don't plan on him just coming up for a couple of weeks and then he's sending back. You, you plan on him being there for the long haul. Right, right. And you put him... Yeah, you put them, you station them at second base and just leave it alone. You know, you'd have to leave them alone. Or put them in the D, let them swap out of DH or something like that. So, yeah. So, I don't know, Daniel, what you think, but but I know when they've been talking about bringing up Gorman and uh, what would they do with Edmund if they didn't move move them to short, is make them a super sub. I've never been a big fan of that, that super sub idea. I'm just not sure that solves solves a lot i've heard a lot of people talking about you know well he'll be a super sub he can move around and he can play other positions but i'm just not sure you you know it seems like letting a player play one position especially a player who's performing well that just seems like to me the way the way to keep it you know i i just i've never been i've never been big on the super sub bit what about you well i I think that i'm probably more more open to it than you are because i've talked about that that could be a good opportunity I am not Tommy Edmund has surprised me this year just because I didn't expect him to hit as well as he has and walk as much as right. he has and, and really be the offensive threat that he is. Cause I expected him to kind of come back and, and some of that last year's was a little bit empty anyway. Um, yeah, that being said, um, you know, as we talked about the DH using that as a, a way to get matchups and a way to give days off and things of that nature, you know, for Edmund to be able to play, well, probably all three outfield positions, although, you know, how well you worry about that. And pretty mm-hmm. much, you know, everything but first base, um, you know, that does give you a lot of options, a lot of ways to let people sit and let people rest and, and keep, you know, things rotated around if he can handle it. Now, you're right. There's some players that they need to play every day and they need to play in their same position. I don't know if Edmonds like that because we've seen him play some different spots, including outfield, um, and not really have too much of an issue. Um, I think he's going to have to um, at some point because when Gorman does come up, you know he's going to have second base if it's not right. you know at least by next year. Um, I don't know how I would want him playing shortstop all the time. Um, although right now out of the options, that may be the only thing. Um, so I think he may, at some point he's going to get to that where he's going to be moving around a lot. If he keeps hitting like he does though, he's got to stay in the lineup. Yeah. 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 That's right. And, uh, you know, if it comes to it and they have to move the young and they want to move him short. I'd like to see what he can do short, but mm-hmm. I'd like to see him, you know, leave him there for a while and just see what he can do it short, you know, um, uh, I guess you know DeYoung could be the uh, could move to a backup position or something like that. I don't know, but uh, maybe that, that'd be the time to send him down, let, let him work out his issues. You know, I don't know, but just see what happens. Uh, I'd like to see him if they're going to try Gorman at second, just see what DeYoung, see what Edmund can do at short, and just see what happens. Go with it. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that would... I mean, again, I think they're still... Cardinals tend to not make a lot of moves until like June or so anyway. Um, right. So I'm sure he's... Young's going to pretty much play most of May at short. You know, maybe so, so some when he gets back. Um, you know, after that, who knows? I mean, if you could trade for somebody for the second half, maybe you do that. But, you know, I mean, what? Uh, Xander Bogarts is going to be on the market most likely. I mean, I don't see the Cardinals necessarily doing that, but you know, if it's a guy that you can get for you know, the last two months to make a push, you know, maybe that's what you do and you put DeYoung on the bench and you, and you figure it out later. I, you know, again, I don't see them doing that, but you know, maybe you can find a shortstop out there that can at least give you some production because the Cardinals are you know, again, that offense is good um but to carry the young at the rate he's going, almost everybody has to be clicking at the same time. And we know that right. just doesn't happen. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's kind of the, uh, uh, that's kind of the optimistic view of my, I guess my, I'm an ex- maybe being an extreme optimist. Hey, like everyone else is hitting me alone, but n- not everyone's hitting at the same time. It never happens that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I would. Uh, it's a tough call. This this shortstop position really makes makes it makes it a tough call to know what you know what's best to do because yeah. you know you can make the wrong move and, and it could it could hurt your team if you make the you know the wrong move. Yeah. And I mean, you know, what two three years ago when when Paul Young signed that extension, it seemed like a really good deal and a really good move for the Cardinals mm-hmm. to lock a guy up like that. And. You know, he had a great beginning of 19, and ever since then, he has really overall struggled. He's had his moments, and he's had some time, right. but, you know, at least at that stretch, he had some power. And, you know, lately, he's not even having that, and you wonder, I mean, who knows? I know. Um, I'd love to see yeah. him, you know, turn around and hit 20 home runs the rest of the way, but it, it's hard to imagine how that happens. God, yeah, right now, it just doesn't. You know something's wrong and it's not getting better. Uh, but I, you know I'm kind of what you said. I I don't think they'll do anything till maybe the end of May or first of June. Just you know maybe see how it plays out and give Gorman a little more time down there to reduce his strikeouts. You know yeah. I know that's if he's striking out what like he is a triple A. Don't tell what he do when he got up here. You know so true true yeah I you know I I think about. We've seen this week the uh, Bobby Witt Jr. play for the Royals, who, you know, got a good hit, got a base hit. I think, you know, he got his first home run against the Cardinals. But, you know, mm-hmm. that's, it's his first home run. And, and it was what we're in, we're here in May. Um, right. He's, he's, not that the, the Royals are probably are disappointed or anything like that, but he didn't just come out of the gates just, you know, blazing fire. No. Um, and I think he's a little bit highly higher regarded than than Nolan Gorman is. Um, mm-hmm. I just I do think I could see like I could see Gorman coming up and having a real good you know like week or two, and then pitchers kind of figuring him out and him struggling until he adjusts. And mm-hmm. you know, again, just kind of like we were talking about DeYoung, that can be okay if everybody else is hitting and you know. I don't, we don't know if that's the case. Yeah, the thing with Witt and the Royals is they're not going, the Royals aren't probably going anywhere this year. Right. So they can be patient with the, they can bring him up and leave him there. And, you know, he's not going to, he's not going to hurt their chances getting to the, getting to the postseason. You know, the Cardinals have a lot, you know, they got a lot riding on this thing. They, they, they're, they're built to get to the postseason that we, we, we debate whether they're built to win a, get to the world series, but they are built to get to the postseason, So they better get to the postseason, you know? So, uh, the, yeah. you know, there's still kind of a lot riding on this, uh, decision with Gorman and the young and things like that. Yeah. There's a lot riding there. I just went ahead and pulled up, uh, Julio Rodriguez's stats from the Mariners, you know, big, another big prospect that went North, uh, with the team, you know, he's hitting 220 with a home run and he's got OPS plus of 76. Again, it's early. I'm sure that these guys are going to kind of, you know, by the end of right. the year, they're probably going to be in that rookie of the year conversation and, and things of that mm-hmm. nature. It's definitely not like, oh, he's a bust or anything like that. It's just the fact right. that 
just because, yeah, just because Nolan Gorman's hitting 11 home runs in Memphis doesn't mean he's going to come up here and just start bombing away all the time. Right, uh, right. So. You know what? I think sometimes we've never gotten over the fact that Albert Pujols came yeah. up right from the leagues and immediately became a superstar. Mm-hmm. I think we still have that waiting for that guy to come up that's going to do that, you know. Yep, yep. and that just doesn't – it doesn't happen. Um, no, very, very often. And uh, but yeah, I agree that that's the kind of the same type of thing. Is you know, we just saw that and said that that's the way it's got to be. And uh, yeah, well, and, and even Paul DeYoung, you know, comes up and has a really good rookie year and um, a good start. To well, the he was year. in the rookie year, wasn't he? Wasn't he like so? Um, I think he finished second that year. Uh, let me see. I will. Punch this in real quick, and yes, he was second in the rookie of the year. You are correct um, yeah. in seventeen, yeah. and had a good, yeah. you know, kind of fell off a little bit in eighteen, but he still hit nineteen home runs. And right. you know, the the next year is the year he hit thirty doubles and thirty homers. Although he did a lot of that damage in like April uh, early on, there was some, and then it's just, you know, there it went. Mm. Um, yeah, so you know and. COVID year didn't help and, and all that kind of stuff, but it's, you know, we're getting far enough out from 2020 that that becomes less of a, something you can point to. Um, right. I think. Exactly. So, we're, 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 we're almost, we're almost two years past COVID. Yeah. So we, 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 we can't, we can't, you know, can't keep throwing that out. Right. You know, so anyway, yeah. so, you know, supposedly the young was, had COVID, I guess he was the one with COVID and just yeah. never got his strength or something like that. that year, I think that was part of it, yeah. I mean, that that kind of hurt him that season. But, um, you know, that was actually one of his better ones by, you know, number stats, although not quite. And, he, and again, his rookie year, he was OPS of 121. Ever since then, he's just been, you know, his best yeah. year since it was 102. And it's just kind of... It's just it's gone straight down. Although this year it's at twenty six, which is <laughs> which is really bad. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah I, it feels like we and it feels like all of us are kind of piling on him, and I hate that. But yeah. it is one of the more glaring deficiencies. And if he didn't have his glove, then he wouldn't have a job. I mean, that's really what it boils oh, down no, right he, now. He was making errors; he'd already be gone, you know. Yeah. So I mean, he'd be. Um, it's kind of like if what happened when Jose Martinez quit hitting, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you know, what, what else have you got him here for? So yeah, nothing else, nothing yeah. at all. So, yeah. um, all right, we've gone about our hour. Is there anything that we haven't touched on you'd like to talk about before we wrap it up? Um, no, I was trying to think of anything else. I, I guess, Daniel, I'm going to, speaking of shortstops, mm-hmm. I'm working on a piece for Redbird Rants that'll be talking about, how our shortstop position has been living in the shadow of Ozzy Smith since he retired in 96. Yeah. And that the organization really hasn't developed a shortstop since then. And how many shortstops we've gone through mm-hmm. and, uh, and a couple of good ones. I mean, Edgar Renteria was yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but Ozzy, since Ozzy's come out, not that we expect there to be the next Ozzy. They just, right. You just haven't done a good job finding a good shortstop in those years, except for you know, say Renteria, maybe um, uh, David Eckstein. Yeah, yeah, David know, Eckstein. Was, but yeah, when he left there for a while, was it '08 through what ten or eleven? There was a different starting shortstop every year. Um, oh yeah, really? Till the young showed up, uh, who was a veteran they got. Uh, they, they brought in, I don't know if it was a trade or a free agent, and I can't even think of his name. He was, you know, he had a couple of good years with the Cardinals, and he got hurt, and then he got, got replaced. Uh, God, why can't I think of I his mean, name? You, you, I had, mean, you had Rafael for call in 11 and 12. Are you thinking that far back? Yeah. You, um, no, that was, it's then. It's uh, then. Uh, they brought in as a, uh, he was a better, he played for, I forgot who else he played for. I mean, he, he he could hit. He was okay, but he only was like I think they signed. He was there for about three years. He had two years. Oh, Johnny was, Peralta. Peralta. Yeah. yeah Peralta. Yeah, Johnny Peralta. Okay. Yeah. I mean, 
And uh, Pakal was good, you know, when they brought him in in 11. He certainly mm. helped stabilize when the moves they made helped stabilize the team. But I'm just talking about establishing right. uh, yeah. everyday shortstop that settled in for a while. And you get past Renteria, and next time you just, there's just no one. I mean, in 20, God, Ozzy's been retired for what, 26 years? Um, um, yeah, because he retired in 96. So. And you've had two that really you can say were were settled into the position. Uh, it just seems like to me that's uh, it just seems like that seems incredible to me. So. Yeah, I think is a lot of teams have that kind of position, you know. Um, yeah. Like the Cubs went through third baseman like crazy uh, until Chris Bryant. Mm-hmm. Um, they were always mm-hmm. having somebody. Um, you know, catchers are usually a spot like that, but of course Cardinals have been have had Yachty, but. Um, yeah. always seems like some, you know, there's a, a position that a team always has some kind of struggle with and, uh, mm-hmm. shortstop seems to be the one there. You're right. And, and again, it is, it's hard to come back, you know, after Ozzy, but, uh, but you can say Renteria was good for a number of years. Um, Eckstein, even Peralta those first couple of years, you know, the, he tailed, you know, injuries and everything else kind of got to him and they wound up releasing him before it was done. But, right. uh. Yeah, I mean, then you had you had DeYoung, what, 17, and he kind of took over after that. He's, you know, he's been the longest-termed, probably the longest-tenured one, at least. Um, yeah, I mean, since... he's the longest-tenured one since. I think Renteria State was here six years. So what's DeYoung on his squad? Four, oh, yeah, um, he's, uh, let's see, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. This is his sixth, although he came up in 17. So, you know, five to six Parts of at least parts of six seasons. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, they. And Renteria was he? Uh, let's see, when did he? He was came in '99, I think, and was here yeah. through 2004. Yeah, so he was. So we're, uh, nine, two, yeah. Yeah, so you're looking a little bit around that. So yeah, you may be getting all the way back to the young being the most, you know, longest running shortstop since Ozzy, I guess. Right. So, right. Right. Um, yeah, I'd have to look at the number of games. They yeah. played with the COVID season. Right. I doubt if uh, he may not have the games that uh, Renteria had. But, no, yeah. and looking at Renteria, you know, he played, he played almost every game. I don't think, don't even mm-hmm. have, you know, he played at least at least 140, you know, usually 150 games a year. So, uh, yeah, 903 games in six years uh, for the Cardinals. So, um, guy that you get. Into the Cardinal Hall of Fame at some point in time, probably not this year. It feels like you know that's a, um, it's what the holiday. I think right. So I think it's a holiday year. I I, I voted yeah. for Renteria because I thought he was. I think when you look, dig down into his stats, mm-hmm. you know it's it's impressive how good he is, and he might be the second best shortstop the Cardinals ever had. Uh, but you know I think it's holidays year. That's just yeah. my yeah. my call. Well, and the way they do the voting, as we've talked about, it's some on the show a little bit too. But, I mean, when it's internet voting, that's going to be very, very skewed toward the more recent players. And, I mean, we've, right. we've seen that. I mean, the 80s players right. are probably overrepresented. Um, but those right. those teams, you know, with Holiday coming off, you know, coming on now, um, mm-hmm. you know, if, if Carpenter – Carpenter's going to have problems because if he's going to wind up hitting that year that uh, – uh, Wainwright and Yachty and Albert are all available, but they they may get direct. Yeah. They may just get directly put in and not worry about the voting. Yeah, sort of things. yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah, um, yeah. One one thing about Renteria, what he's not is he doesn't come back a lot. I don't think yeah. for the reunion holidays around. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I know he doesn't live in St. I don't think he lives in St. Louis. I think he lives no, he, in Oklahoma. Yeah, he's working with the uh, Oklahoma State baseball team right so. but he's around you see him uh, uh, uh you see him he's he's around Renteria is kind of a quiet guy he, I yeah. don't, don't know that he's been around I always said that was probably his and George Hendricks may never you know they may not get the attention uh mm-hmm. to get in the hall of it so anyway yeah a little bit overshadowed so. I mean he did play on the same team with Pools and Edmund and Roland and, um that's a yeah. yeah, those are the those guys dominate. That's right. That's right. right. So there is dominate. there's some of that, but yeah, I would I would definitely get Richard in there, and 
at some point he will, I think. But, it, <clears throat> you know, just clearing some of these guys off. Um, at some point in time, and, I, and I'm glad they've gone down to just one wooden player in. But, um, yeah, you know, we're going to – there's going to hit a gap at some point in time, I think, because – I mean, you've got Carpenter whenever he retires, and you got these three that, you know, whether they get on the ballot or if they just go in. But, you know, after that, it's going to be interesting to see where, you know, at some point in time, you've got a, probably a Goldsmith and an Arenado, but that's a long way down the road. Um, you know, I don't know. Well, I can't think of anybody else that really well, stands they out. Might, they could. You know, Joaquin Andahar had two 20-win seasons. Yeah. With the car, and you know Matt Morris is on the is right. on the back with one. I think one 20-win season, if I remember right. Probably. Yeah, they could pick up players that aren't on there that they if they wanted to to go back and pick mm-hmm. up maybe the gaps till they got to uh till they got to Arenado and Goldsmith. I, mm-hmm. I think Freeze becomes does he become eligible next he's season? next year. Yeah, so that's easy in next year. Um, yeah. Holiday net this year, Freeze will be next year. Then there could be, you know, if, if Carpenter retired last year, he probably could have made it in after Freeze, and then you'd get the right. the guys from this year because um, it's a three year waiting period. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I I think there's, I mean, there's gonna be some interesting people that uh, at some point in time will get that, you know. Um, but, uh, it could be, there's, you know, those, some of these teams have had some, some star players, but they haven't necessarily been long. I mean, we've had a lot of, a lot of turnover at some, you Mm -hmm. know, at some spots from, you know, this Matheny and Schultz era, there was, you know, some guys that came up like Stephen Piscotti that you'd think after the first couple of years, you think, yeah, they're in and then like, you know, they're traded off or, you know, fall off and. De Young, the same wow. type of thing, you know, that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, Bader's a guy that, you know, with long enough career could be. But, uh, you know, those a lot of those guys that we're looking at now, I mean, they are just just starting their careers. You have no idea where they'll be when right. he gets this to one time later on. Right. So, yeah, it's a uh, Hall of Fame is a it's a it's a it's it's a, an emotional thing. For some yeah. people, you know, yeah, yeah, yep, for sure. So, <laughs> all right, well, um, look forward to that. Um, look forward to that article. Um, right now, the Cardinals are looks like loading the. Oh no, they have uh, put runners on the corners. Oh, the Cardinals don't. The Giants have runners on the corners with two out now uh, in the bottom of the second inning. It's a no score game, so. We did not quite get done before the game started, but uh, still a lot of game okay. there, and uh, hopefully they'll get that pull out another win. I'd like to be nice if they could win that series, but it, even if you split with the Giants this weekend, I think you're doing all right. Well, on the West Coast, you feel like a split is a is a good yeah. deal, yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. sure. All right, Russ, thanks for joining me again. This has been a little bit, but uh, I appreciate you stepping in, and uh, we'll do it again. Oh, I enjoyed it any time, Daniel. So, Neil, until next week, and again, hopefully we're getting to be at that time. Maybe Alan will be back with us next week. But until then, for us, I'm Daniel. Good night. He's got it! Struck him out! Look at the scene on the field. McCarver, the first one. Now his infielders all over him. A new world's record of 17 strikeouts in one game.